0: Girlfriends, episode number 116. This is why you procrastinate and how to stop. And welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about that universal problem of procrastination and what we can actually do about it. I can't wait. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Happy continued Easter. I hope you are enjoying your week so far. Here, it's really early in the morning on Tuesday. Still Easter, right? We're in the third week of Easter. That's what this one is. Second week of Easter. (laughs) We had our second Sunday, right? So anyway, I hope you all took advantage of Divine Mercy Sunday. I was obnoxiously Uh, texting all of my friends and family. (laughs) Make sure you get this divine mercy promise. And um, so I hope you did. And we had a lovely weekend, which was just fairly quiet here uh, for a change. (laughs) We weren't traveling. We weren't going anywhere. It was just the basics at home and enjoying a little bit of warmer weather. It is not yet really spring, I have to say, Uh, despite the fact that Uh, we've been finding ticks on the dogs. So that part of spring has arrived, but not so much the warmer weather up here in New England. We're still kind of um, stuck in the low 40s most of the time. And that just feels like, oh, I have such memories. And it comes back to me every day when I'm at either a tennis match or at baseball. I have such memories of freezing to death with little kids at baseball games this time of year, just wishing it would warm up already and just longing for that. We don't get that in April here. So um, we're kind of cold, but it is much warmer and the snow is disappearing. Even the snow from that lovely late season snowstorm that we had last week, gone for the most part. Just a few patches left in the yard. So that part is good. Um, Still going a little bit stir-crazy though, but getting out with the kids whenever we possibly can. Speaking of stir-crazy, one of my solutions for the stir-crazy was to buy a PlayStation 4 for my kids, ha ha. Okay, so this is how this went. Um, Well, they already had an Xbox, it was really old. It was from way back when my son, Eamon, who is now 21 years old, um, when he was confirmed in high school, he had had, I can't even remember, whatever. (laughs) One of those video game consoles and was super generous that he had bought it with his own money, okay, and he was super generous allowing his younger brothers to use it with him. They abused the privilege. And the thing was broken. And so that year for his confirmation, even, you know, we got him other appropriate gifts as well, appropriate to confirmation. But uh, I, I got him a new Xbox um, because I felt like, you know, he had been generous and this he had suffered the consequences of his generosity. And I wanted to, um, you know, encourage what he, <laughs> the sharing that he had done with his younger brothers. Anyway, it's kind of been a family joke ever since that um, we give ridiculous, extravagant gifts for confirmation. And now that that Xbox was pretty old, my son, Steven, who is going to be confirmed next month, started asking, uh, what were the chances he could get a PlayStation? Because they've been dying to play. And if you have children anywhere in the range of these ages, well, male children, probably, you know about Fortnite, right? Stephen was desperate to play Fortnite. Everybody plays Fortnite. And I don't know the reason why, but they weren't able to or whatever on the Xbox that they had. Um, And we didn't have a laptop with the storage where he could download it or whatever. I don't know how this goes. Anyway, he was desperate for that. Um, We ended up making it so that if the kids did a certain number of extra chores, they could earn um, points toward getting that PlayStation, and they finally completed it last weekend. So we went ahead and bought it. Um, and, you know, jokingly referring to it as Steven's confirmation gift. It's not really a confirmation gift. But it's been helpful <laughs> to get us through some of these these ridiculous late season snowstorms and whatnot. It's been a little bit of a distraction for the boys. But Also, if you have kids in that range of ages, you know, screen time is such a hard thing, such a hard thing to manage, you know, it's not good for them to have too much of it. And, um... And I don't know if any of you have kids like this. I have certain boys who, if they play too long, their personality changes in not a nice way. Um, And we've experienced this over the years. Some of my boys can just play for a little bit and then take off and go do something else. Others of them, like, this is it. This is what they're doing for the rest of their lives if you allow this to happen. So we need to control that. Um, I just wanted to mention it because one really genius idea that my sister shared with me years ago, and um, we've kind of moved away from it around here, but I'm going to move back to it because of the new PlayStation in the house, is earning your screen time with reading time. So when our kids were smaller, when all of our kids were smaller, you know, screen time was like anything from playing games on the computer to, you know, using a tablet for something to the video games. And the way that we controlled it was if you spent – x amount of time reading, you could spend x amount of time on a screen. And that did limit it. Um, You know, a lot of our kids loved reading. So it could turn into a couple of hours that they spent reading. And this is reading outside of schoolwork. Okay, this is outside reading. Um, And And then that could turn into they were allowed to spend a couple of hours on the video games. Well, then that kind of um, seemed like too much. So my sister gave me this genius idea to tweak it, especially for older kids. And older kids are the ones who are um, really wanting to play these video games, is reading to younger siblings, reading aloud to younger siblings. Um, And that was great because uh, I really at that point in my parenting was... Uh, Feeling guilty about the fact that I wasn't reading aloud to my younger kids as much as I read aloud to my older kids. And I'm a big believer in the power of reading aloud. And there's so many wonderful books and stories in the Narnia series or the Little House series that I really wanted to share with my younger kids. And I wasn't getting to it or not getting to it as often as I wanted. And that really worked beautifully for a season in our family life where older kids were super motivated. And you know what? They didn't mind it either. It wasn't like terrible drudgery to them. They, it was, it was nice family time. Um, super motivated to read aloud to their younger siblings and earn their screen time. And that kind of limited, I think, more so than the reading on their own did. Um, anyway, I'm just throwing that out there in case it's helpful to anybody. I recently talked to a parent of a family that's right around there; like their oldest is like 12 or 13, I think. And that's right in that sweet spot for taking advantage of the, the reading aloud to younger siblings trick. So go ahead and do that. Um, also... Speaking of spring, I'm spring cleaning. I'm like cleaning my floors in my house. This is what happened to me Um, at the end of winter. You know, I'm not great about keeping a schedule for cleaning my floors, but I notice when they need attention as like most of our house pretty much 100% of our house is hardwood flooring. So what it needs is mopping attention um, and it gets, you know you know how it gets, like baseboards get yicky and around the edges gets gritty and um, sticky spots here and there, whatever. Anyway um, I was feeling that and I needed my mop and I have a Bona mop. I don't know if you're familiar with the Bona B-O-N-A system for hardwood floors. Love my Bona mop. Well, it was gone. It was, I, how does somebody lose a mop? Uh, I don't know, but I do it. And I couldn't find this mop in my house. Like, And you know, to be fair, I used to keep it um, next to the refrigerator. There's like a little, little crevice there between the refrigerator and the wall. And um, we got a new refrigerator and something in the process happened where my mop disappeared. I guess it got moved and there really isn't room in that spot anyway next to the new fridge for the mop. So I don't know, I put it somewhere, maybe? Someone else put it somewhere? I was driving myself crazy. And every evening when I was like sitting down either to watch television with Dan or to do some work, I would like see my floors and (laughs) and just feel miserable. Like I want to mop these floors. Not really. I mean, nobody wants to mop, right? But feeling miserable, like I need to find my mop. So last week I finally was like, I you know, I just need to admit, I can't find this mop and I need to buy a new one. So that's what I did. I went out and I bought a new mop and then I mopped all my floors and Dan was like, what has possessed you? <laughs> I was like a crazy woman, you know, a major workout mopping all of the floors. But it felt great. And you know, it's so many times the solution to something that's really bothering us is just that simple. Like, yes, it's ridiculous that I can't find my mop. Yes, but let's not stop there. That was the thing. I would get stuck there. Like, it's ridiculous. I can't buy a new mop. My mop is somewhere in this house. Well, I couldn't find it and it was making me miserable. So just go buy one. Now I'll have two when the other one inevitably shows up in the next couple of days. So anyway, I thought I'd share that story because I think we all do dumb things like that. You don't think it all the way through. Like this is something that's really bothering me in my life. I could do something about it, but we have sort of a mental block about it. Just think it through. Think it through and do the thing if you have to do the thing. And that's what we're talking about this week. Do the thing, right? We're talking about procrastination, that universal problem of not getting around to stuff. We all do it, right? And I was inspired to talk about this topic this week because of what I spent my day yesterday doing. Well, a large part of yesterday and the night before. Taxes. Oh, yeah, it's tax season. And I'm not Usually one of those people who waits to the last minute this year I was uh, because although, you know, our tax lady, when we were leaving her office yesterday, said, you're not as bad as some people. So that made me feel pretty good. Um, anyway, waiting to the last minute, I really did put off this project because I was dreading it with Dan opening a business in the last year. I was dreading like having that whole new curveball thrown in and having to learn that new stuff about what we need to know, what we need to report, how we do this, what's best and what records we need. And, oh, I was just dreading it so much. And usually, you know, I'm pretty good about our taxes and our taxes can be complicated because Dan has on and off been self-employed. I have self-employment. I have royalties and also working and, you know, all of those different things um, come into play. But I've always been pretty confident about doing it. Um, and so I've always done our taxes, you know, for the last several years, I've been the one doing it and I don't mind it. But this year, like I said, I was totally dreading it. Have you done your taxes yet? Were you one of those people who got it done like February 1st? And we're like, la-di-da, uh, <laughs> good for you. Um, but yeah, so I was inspired to think about and talk about procrastination because of how I approached this tax problem <laughs> and going through records like Dan had a stack of receipts like that he was keeping in the office at um, his place of work. And I was just like, I don't even want to look at those. Like, I do not. I don't. I can't. And yet, I did. And we did it together. And it, in the end, as it usually turns out, wasn't so bad. It wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it was going to be. So... Just, I want to talk about um, the problem of procrastination, like why we do it, right? And then I'm going to share some ideas for how to not do it, right? So first of all, the why. Why do we do this? Well, because we're human beings. Okay, that's the big answer to the why do we procrastinate? Just accept that. You know, we're flawed creatures. We have an aversion to work. It's a consequence of original sin that we're soft and we're weak and we're lazy and we avoid work. But, you know, there's that that fancy word concupiscence, which means all of the above. We're soft. We're lazy. We're sensual creatures. We don't want to do the hard stuff. We just, and, you know, think about it. I always think about God's words in the Garden of Eden um, after Adam and Eve first sinned and the kinds of things that he said to them. And he was, when he was talking specifically to Adam, he was telling him, you're going to have to work. You're going to work. This is a consequence of this. And it's a consequence of original sin that we don't like to work and that we have to work and whatever it is that you're procrastinating that's the thing <laughs> you know it's part of your your weak and flawed character because you're a human being because you're human so get over it you know i hear people all the time that will say something like well i procrastinate i'm a procrastinator i always put things off to the last minute yes That doesn't make you special. Everybody does that. Yes, some people do struggle with this more than others. I knew this kid in college. He was like a... a amazing to me, the way that he would put things off and it would drive me nuts. Like we were in some of the same classes together and he would like wait until 9 PM the night before a huge project was due to even think about beginning it. And he was just, um, you know, to me, that was like a psychological study. Like, how can he do this? I would be non-functional. And yet he, you know, he pulled it off and he got pretty decent grades. Um, but so yes, there are more extreme forms of procrastinators than others. And you, you may have a more serious problem than other people, but everybody struggles with this. Nobody likes to do what they don't like to do, and we all try to avoid the things that we don't like to do. That's what procrastinating is. So accept that. Don't, you know, don't accept the fact that you're a procrastinator and announce it like that's it. I'm stuck here, right? Because you're called to be better than that. You're called to do something bigger and greater than that. You're called to rise above your flawed character and your flawed human tendencies. So, recognize that. It's fine. Go ahead and say the thing. Say, "I'm a procrastinator," but don't let yourself stay there. Move beyond it. And that's what I want to talk about today or some ways that we can move beyond it. Some ways that we can say, "I am procrastinating this, but here's what I'm going to do instead." Like, let's make a plan. So, the first one that I want to talk about, and some of you might be familiar with the book Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy. It came out several years ago, and it is all about procrastinating and how to how did not? procrastinate. And I listened to it on um, Audible years ago, and I really enjoyed it. It's really a quick and easy kind of read or listen. Um, So I do recommend that. It's by Brian Tracy called Eat the Frog. So what is Eat the Frog, right? What is he talking about? Well, it's from a Mark Twain quotation from um, years ago where he said, eat a live frog first thing in the morning, and nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day. (laughs) Cute, very, you know, typical Mark Twain. Um, But The reality there that he's talking about is do the hardest thing first thing in the morning. And I think you know this. I'm sure you've experienced this. Like if you have a big, looming, ugly project and you get up in the morning and you let yourself not do it first thing and you put it off, it looms over you the entire day and you never get around to it. I mean, I've done this so many times, I can't even count. Sometimes it's just about working out if you're really just you know, having trouble getting into a routine with working out. I've shared before that I've never been so successful at maintaining a regular um, exercise schedule as when I do it first thing in the morning. Just get up and it's a no-brainer. Before you can even think about it, you're putting on your workout clothes and starting that workout. So, so helpful.